You've got to be kidding me. This episode should honestly come with those little like jalapeno, the little jalapeno spicy pepper emojis at the top because I feel like it's going to be a little spicy today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. The date is 531-22 whenever you get around to listening to this bad boy. That is when I'm recording it. It is Tuesday weekend after Memorial Day weekend. And to be honest, this has been the subject that has been on my heart anyway, and it just feels so timely and so like almost like God is laughing, like a sick nudge from the universe because all I wanted to talk about this week was life on life's terms and how there's not a lot we can control in this world, but we can control how we react to things. And so here I am, the universe laughing at me, woke up this morning, feel heady as fuck, and I have COVID for the second time. I feel a lot of feelings, I have a lot of thoughts, but that's not what we're going to talk about today, because of course we could talk about that, (laughs) but what I really wanted to talk about was, you know, last week, last week I was negative, tested a billion times negative to go to New York to do um, a little shoot with SoulCycle, and while I was there, I got to drop into an old mentor of mine, someone I look up to immensely. Angela Manuel Davis's class. I used to ride with her in Los Angeles, West Hollywood when she was with SoulCycle. Now she is one of the founding instructors of ARMY. Amazing, amazing woman. But I got to jump into her class and it was very much a full circle moment because many years ago, you know, I didn't come into this SoulCycle world thinking I was going to be an instructor. And that that question has come up a lot lately of like, oh, did you join Soul and like that was always your outcome? And no, I wanted to be like on the marketing team. I went to school obviously for entertainment and music business. Maybe you've talked about, heard me talk about that on the podcast before. Went to school in Nashville at Belmont University. I was into music, entertainment, marketing, advertising. That is really what I wanted to do. I figured I'd get in in LA and I'd work my way up onto the marketing, the social media team, whatever. Flash forward, I'm working as a studio manager and I start writing for everybody, uh, all the master and senior instructors, literally any instructor that needed me to ride their podium, I would. And so the story goes, Judy Bloom version, because you can go back and totally listen to episode one where I explain a lot of this whole journey. But um, one Christmas, every Christmas at Seoul, we did this, almost these paper, you know, those paper links you can you know, they're a decorative thing and you, you cut out the thin strips and it's like a chain link and you tape them or staple them together. And there was something we did at Seoul where you would write down, you know, your biggest wish or what your wish was. And I wrote, I want to ride Angela's podium at the time was like a very, very big deal, an honor, if you will. And, um, I wrote that down one Christmas and I remember a few months later in the 6am, one of her regulars that rides for her didn't show up. And she kind of just looked at me and was like, today's the day. And so I, I do think a lot of this journey has to do with the instructors that gave me the opportunity to shine up there and really feel what it felt like, uh, to be in a, a zone of genius or zone of excellence, if you will. I digress because that's not what this is about. In Angela's class, in this particular class, she 
said something that I put in my back pocket and I was like, I need this. I know everybody needs this right now. And she kept saying, my response is my responsibility. My response is my responsibility. Your response is your responsibility. And I just thought that was really timely. I thought <laughs> like, you know, you hear different iterations of these things, life on life's terms. Uh, it is what it is. It is what you make it. You can only control the outcome, uh, control the controllables. But my response is my responsibility. I just thought was, it was just really, I was just there to receive it in the moment. And it just really sunk very deep into me. And I, I hope it's something that you can take with you into your week because it's really all we can control how I respond to a situation because what's done is done. I can't go back and erase time or reverse time or wish it away. It is what it is as shitty and tragic and fucked up as the world and things may be all that we can control is how we respond to a situation. And that is a little bit terrifying and also massively freeing. And that kind of seems odd, but it, you know, it, it just, that's, that's, that's the feeling of like, okay, well I can only control what I control. It makes it almost weirdly simple in a way, even though what could be going on is super complicated and could be a myriad of feelings and emotions and things. All I control is I can only control my outcome and myself and how I react and how I choose to continue to show up and how I continue to serve and what that looks like. And if I'd be a liar, if I said this last week hasn't made me question my faith, I mean, watch the news. And I hate that. I hate feeling like that, but I do. And I think that's part of the human experience. And I think that's what makes it so challenging to accept and come to terms with life on life's terms. I became familiar with that saying. It's widely used in the AA community, in the recovery, sober recovery community. And I became familiar with it when I was court ordered to hundreds of AA classes in Los Angeles when I got my DUI. And while it's a saying that I feel like we sometimes throw around, and I know, you know, you might have heard a different version of it different saying life on life's terms as a human with this brain and this experience saying it's one thing and living it is another walking through the things that life throws us the tragedies and the triumphs it's a lot I, I can't help but keep replaying that viral reel or tiktok that's like it's a lot a lot it's a lot, a lot. And yet something is programmed in us to keep walking and keep going. Otherwise, I mean, we would look around and no, none of us would be here anymore. We would have quit. We would have gave up. And I don't say that in any other way other than we figure out how to move through it no matter how dark it gets. And the whole point of this is never to be a downer of a podcast, but to be real and authentic and vulnerable and show that it is possible to have all these things be going on and still put one foot in front of the other and figure out, okay, who do I want to be? 
how do I want to walk into the day? How can I control the way I react? And what are the things that are going to help me show up even amidst all the madness and the chatter and the chaos going on? And for me, I'm just going to share my experience and the things that really helped me. I've said this a million times before, but I'll say it again and I'll hammer it home until every single person just comes to me and is like, I'm doing it, is a gratitude practice. And don't get me wrong, some days it's really challenging to show up in gratitude, but then go back to the basics. I'm glad I woke up today. I'm glad I can walk to get coffee. I'm glad I can... I have a roof over my head. I'm glad I can afford my rent. I'm glad I can, I mean, you could go to the bare bones of survival. I'm what I'm grateful for and health, health is wealth. That is so real because when you're not healthy, nothing else matters. And so you start there and then you work your way up. And if you're in a great place, it might look like I'm grateful for the summer sunshine in Boston today or whatever it is. But When you start there, at least your baseline isn't already words of tearing yourself down or this situation is shit or I'm shit or I hate this, I hate that because then you're just kind of spewing all the negatives and badness and badlands emotionally out around you and then that's kind of like the aura and existence you are going to be walking into throughout the day. And I know I've hammered this home a million times, but like I said, I'm going to keep doing it. It's, if you start there, then you are so much better off than not having that. It's like the insurance on your car. You don't understand why you're paying it 99.99999% of the time, but then the 0.01% of the time you need it because you get in a car, you're like, thank God I have it. And that's how I feel about a gratitude practice. Thank God I have it because I don't think I would walk into each day the way I do if I didn't. And so start there. And then from there, what does it look like to show up and try to be a lighthouse and try to be the light in a world that seems really dark or through situations that really don't make sense? And my dad always says, if it doesn't make sense, you know, it's it's crazy for a reason we're not supposed to make sense of it. And that's what makes us so human is we're not, we can't figure this stuff out. We just can't. And we would drive ourselves crazy if we tried to. And so back again, what can I control? myself, the thoughts between my right ear and my left ear and everything in between in my brain. And I know lately in class, I was saying it is what it is. I I hate that because it is what you make it. And I'm going to retract that and say it can be both. It is what it is, is your radical acceptance of a situation and just saying like, you know, right now this is unpleasant. I do not like this. I do not receive this. I am not accepting of this, but I also know that it will pass. And then it is what you make it, I believe, is taking the shit sandwich that you maybe have been dealt with and figuring out how to spin it so that it works for you, so that you're not living in the woe is me and why is this happening to me and living more in the What can I do to make sure this doesn't happen again? And how do I walk into the next day and the next version or iteration of me with having this experience, this experiential knowledge as gnarly as it might be, but what 
if it didn't serve a purpose, then it almost feels like it's in vain. So what purpose is this serving for me post the moment? And I say that because when someone is in it, you can't say like, trust the process. Like it is what you make it. It is what it is. Like you have to let them feel the full body effects of their emotions, high highs, low lows. And then this is a very much a hindsight is 2020 situation. And having the discernment and the self-awareness to try to practice it in the moment is awesome. And I truly think you can't embody it until after the fact, because when you're in it, you're just in it. And sometimes it feels like the washer machine of life. And then as you get to that acceptance place, then you can start to have the self-awareness and the acknowledgement of like, okay, what can I do to learn from this situation and carry it with me, not as a burden or let it be this thing that weighs me down, but how can I let this be the catalyst for my betterment in how I show up as a more evolved human version of me. I mean, just even saying that and then trying to put it to practice is a lot like straight up. It's a lot, a lot. And then lastly, I just wanted to share one of my favorite quotes, what I really, truly try to embody and live by even in the lowliest of lows is a quote by Viktor Frankl. And I know it gets talked about a lot. It's probably one of the most famous quotes out there. And Viktor Frankl was an Austrian neurologist, psychologist. And if that wasn't just acclaimed in itself, also a Holocaust survivor. And the quote goes, between stimulus and response, there is space. And in that space is your power to choose your response. In your response lies your growth and your freedom. And so I'm just going to leave you with that today and how you carry it out day in and day out. Trust me, I know it is challenging to put these things to practice in the moment when we are heightened and reactive and angry and, you know, bargaining with God, as my friends say, but we got to try not only for us, but for everyone around us. And how we choose to walk into every day. So that's my little tidbit for you today. I truly hope you are safe and well and feeling good. And maybe if you weren't, this hit you at the opportune time where you can take it and really delve into it and see how you can work with it and grapple with it. And maybe it will help you in a low moment in your life when you need it. And if not, then maybe you can send it to a friend who might be in a different situation than you. And it's kind of crazy that that in itself is the full circle moment of you sharing something with somebody that could change their day. And in a sense, you're serving the world. So yeah, that's all I got today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend again, like, and subscribe all the places where podcasts are offered until next time. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.